0: Okay, Edge of Tomorrow, episode 16 of the Booze Cruise podcast. Cameron, welcome.
1: Thank you. Um,
0: you have not seen this movie.
1: I have not seen this movie.
0: I have seen this movie, and but only once. I saw it in theaters, and I loved it, but I'm going to be honest with you, I actually don't remember that much about it. I remember the concept of it, but there's a lot of stuff I forgot, so I'm actually excited to watch it again. I've been wanting to watch it again. Um do you know anything about this movie?
1: Tom Cruise. Yeah, name, two,
0: name two actors that are in this movie, Cameron. Go.
1: Leading roles are Tom Cruise and uh, Jimmy Halpert's wife in real life.
0: <laughs> the guy who plays Jim Halpert's wife yes. in real life. Okay. So um, can you name the actor that plays Jim Halpert? This is a game Cameron and I play where he... he Describes a celebrity and then I name them.
1: Uh, I can name a bunch of movies he's in, but I cannot tell you his name. No, you can pick uh, him out of a crowd, but not. I can pick him out of a crowd.
0: Okay. Well, can you describe his wife?
1: Yes, I just re- just just informed me that apparently she's British. She is British. Uh, before that, I couldn't have told you that. Uh, she plays a lot of roles as a sweaty person. <laughs> Or what, a person that what? lives in the apocalypse.
0: Okay, so what movies have you seen her in that you know you've seen her in? Because so, most of the roles uh, that I've seen her in, she's not sweating.
1: One of my favorite movies ever. Yes. I, I, I'm stepping on a ledge here. I might be describing the wrong person. <laughs> is she? Boy, I hope is you she, are. <laughs> or is she not? In Sicario. She is. Okay. See? Yes,
0: success. She is in Sicario. And
1: sweaty. Yes, uh, she
0: does sweat a lot in that movie. She's she, going to sweat a lot in this movie, what too. Is,
1: what's the movie uh, where she plays with Jim Halpert and uh, the apocalypse?
0: Oh, Quiet Place.
1: Quiet Place. Yeah, that's also a good one. Also, have you seen- Also stressful.
0: Um, an Emily Blunt movie that I have not seen that I've wanted to see for a long time, and I don't know why I haven't seen it, is Looper. Have you seen Looper? Nope. It's very similar to Edge is of Tomorrow, I think. I don't know. I have been.
1: seen it. Bruce Willis? Is Bruce mm-hmm. Willis a looper? No,
0: I don't know. I know Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in it. You don't know who that is. The guy from 500 Days of Summer. Yes. The main guy. There we go. <laughs> we were just talking about this the other day. Also, um, what was the movie he was in when he was a kid? Angels in the Outfield. Oh. That was him. Total tangent. He is not in this movie. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Okay.
1: We have spiraled. <laughs> but
2: we have
0: spiraled <laughs> out of control. Um, Emily Blunt. I feel like, yeah, she has had a lot of action roles. But those have all come, well, quiet places in action. But she is sweating in that. Um, but apparently, like, Looper, she's kind of like a badass in kind of action role. which I think it has, like, a similar feeling to this. There's some trivia with Looper and Edge of Tomorrow. So, fun fact about Edge of Tomorrow is it's – so, what do you – Brian kind of spoiled it
1: a little bit. our coworker, Brian.
0: From the infamous podcast uh, episode, The Mummy.
1: Yeah, he informed me that this movie is like the video game Halo on repeat.
0: Yes, it does mimic a video game.
1: Which I did not know.
0: Which is why I think you'll really like it. I think you'll appreciate the storytelling aspect of it. Um, Fun fact about the title is that... Because the title's terrible. Edge of Tomorrow, everyone was like, what does this even mean? It's not very descriptive. It's very nebulous. It sounds like a million other movies. And when they released it, and it did okay at the box office. It didn't do great. But Warner Brothers, and they released it on DVD, they released it, and they put the title of the movie like at the bottom of the DVD case. And then the tagline was like the big text. Cameron's a graphic designer, so he'll appreciate this. They made the tagline huge, and the tagline was Live, Die, Repeat. Which is a way better title because it actually describes the movie to some degree. Yeah, their marketing
1: fooled me because if you would ask me based off description, what is this movie, I would have told you, oh, I mean Live, Die, Repeat. Yeah. I would or, have argued with you incorrectly <laughs> that that would be the title you're of the like, movie. You're like, no,
0: no, no. You're not describing Edge of Tomorrow. Uh, you're, you're describing Live Diary. Yeah, that's a,
1: you're thinking of a different Tom Cruise movie that came yes. out the same year.
0: But honestly, like, I do think it was confusing for people. Like, I think people were like, wait, what is this? Like, and it was the marketing for this was terrible. Um, and it
1: sounds like a Bond film, the original. Edge title. of
0: Tomorrow? Yes. It does sound like a Bond film. You're right. They should do a James Bond movie called. Well, they can't now because this one's called Edge of Tomorrow. At any rate, um, there was a huge marketing blunder, but it's actually a really good movie. It was kind of one of those movies that didn't do well at the box office, and then people started seeing it, and they were like, why isn't anybody talking about this movie? It's so good. Yeah. And I'm they're...
1: excited to see a movie I don't know anything about. Yeah,
0: So, it's I, I am very excited to watch it again because I literally have forgotten a lot about it because I saw it six years ago, and... I've been excited to see it and i've been wanting to watch it but holding off for the podcast because i wanted to see it with you know fresh quote unquote eyes um so i think the only way for us to really you know do this is to just kick it off and watch it again and again and again,
2: and again. i'm gonna tell you a story at first it's gonna sound ridiculous but the longer i talk we have to find the keys the more rational it's going to appear i can't believe you found coffee sugar right yeah 3 like three. How many times have we been here? How many times? For me, it's been an eternity. <gasps> this is not The end. The invasion will fail. We lose Everything
1: I die within five minutes of landing on that beach along with every other soldier
2: How did you do that come on come find me when you wake up You happened to me. You hijacked their power. How do I control it? You have to die. Every day. Keep coming here and I'll train you. Again. Again. Your leg's broken. No, I'm good. Then you better start over. Oh, come on.
0: I'm not a
2: soldier. Of course you're not. You're a weapon. they want to conquer the rest of the world unless you change the outcome we are not equipped for what's out there how many times have we been here what are you not telling me
1: it's gonna be dark in a few hours
2: We'll curl up by the fire and open a bottle of wine we should just reset whoa all right
1: how does this work what do we <laughs> what do we do now we
0: just dive right in i gotta say first of all the first thing i'm gonna do is go stop everything i'm doing and just work out for the rest of my life because emily blunt puts everybody to shame in this movie she's freaking ripped <laughs> in this movie. every time i forget and i'm like oh my gosh i'm like she is so ripped um, all right, welcome to episode sixteen of the Boost Cruise Podcast, where uh, we would just watched Edge of Tomorrow um, and had a little bit of a um, Edge of Tomorrow moment of our own. Uh, we ordered tacos for dinner from DoorDash, and then DoorDash froze and the app stopped working, so I ordered them from Grubhub. Then DoorDash decided they were delivering our tacos, and then 15 minutes later, we got the same tacos delivered from Grubhub, and I was like, we are living the movie. Eat,
1: die, repeat (laughs) is what it was. (laughs) Eat,
0: die, repeat? That's so accurate. Uh, My guest for the podcast today is Cameron Rillo. I've known Cameron for a very, very long time. Um, When did you start going to Calvary?
1: I, I started in kindergarten.
0: Did you really? Yeah. Okay, so your first year at Calvary would have been the year after mine because I started in second grade. No, 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 no. You would have been there before me. No, wait. Yeah. Is that accurate? Yes, because that would have been my first grade year. So you were at Calvary before I was. I started in second grade, which means you would have been in first grade. So technically, we've known each other for, okay, let's figure this
2: out. (laughs) If
0: I graduated in 2005, I started in 1995. So we've known each other. For 25 years technically speaking yeah technically we've known of each other for 20 for a years. long That's time insane. <laughs> I literally have never thought of that um, but Cameron and I actually work together Cameron is my uh, partner in crime up at Kona um, where we lead the department together and I roped him into um, coming onto the podcast so thank you for
1: <laughs> it was an easy roping <laughs> of obliging
0: me and coming on the podcast Um so we just finished Edge of Tomorrow. Um, the director is Doug Lyman, who directed such classics as Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Have you seen that? Yes, I have. The Born Identity.
1: I love Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Dude, actually. it's a
0: great movie. It is like highly underrated. It is a great movie. Um, he did The Born Identity, so the very first born, mm-hmm. which I feel like was very genre defining of the early two thousands of spy movies. So it's interesting that he did this. Um, and then he did another Tom Cruise movie, American made. Have you seen that movie? It's more recent. It came out. A few I don't know years if I've ever ago. heard of that. Yeah. It was kind of, um, under the radar, but it's based on a true story. It's about, um, it's episode two of the podcast, um, where it's somebody who was, uh, his name is Barry seal, but he was a, a pilot who was basically like running for the drug cartel. It's an interesting story, but he directed that one as well. So I thought it was interesting. This would have been his first movie with Tom Cruise, and then he did American Made a few years later. Um, the screenplay is by Christopher McQuarrie, who has done a ton of Tom Cruise movies. So he did Jack Reacher, mm-hmm. um, and he's done the last two Mission Impossible movies, Christopher McQuarrie. He's um, directed those. So, but he's a writer as well. So he did, um, he helped on this one. I actually feel like this might be the movie. Um, Well, that's not true. Jack Reacher came out, what, like 2012? It was before this, I think. It does predate this for sure? Yes, I'm pretty sure it does. Yeah, because I feel like this
1: movie is, like, I feel like this movie came out a long time ago.
0: This came out six years ago. So it came out 2014, but Jack Reacher was, I think, 2012. So this wasn't the first time they worked together. But they've kind of formed, like, a partnership um, because Christopher McQuarrie is going to end up doing four Mission Impossibles, which is kind of crazy. So he'll have done five, six, seven, and eight um but then did you read so tom cruise and elon musk have partnered up and they're going to shoot the first movie in space have you heard this
1: no i have not they well, i have heard of them like they're talking about shooting a movie in space but yeah. i know it was actually gonna, gonna happen it's gonna be a tom yeah. cruise movie
0: and christopher McQuarrie actually just signed on to direct it so that's i don't even i can't even fathom what that means or how that's even going to work. But
1: Tom Cruise doing his own stunts in space. Is I literally what, was like, does that, mean, does that mean Tom Cruise has to become an astronaut? I think it
0: does. He has to become a certified astronaut just to shoot this movie. Um, the budget for this was 178 million. Um, like I said before, it didn't do terribly well at the box office. So it only made like around a hundred million in the U S um, but it did make 370 million worldwide. So it did, you know, recoup its, its budget and stuff like that. So, which I think is, Honestly, the case with a lot of dudes, yeah. This like, seemed like a movies. crazy
1: expensive movie to make. Right, like, I'm surprised
0: that it wasn't more. Yeah, I know. um Okay, so before I go into what the Rotten Tomatoes and audience score is, what did you think if you had to rate it on a scale of like one to ten as far as movies go? What would you give it? First of all, did you like it? Did you enjoy it? I did it? like it. You did like it.
1: Yes. Okay.
0: Well, that's but it inside. was like
1: it was like. Super familiar, you know. Yeah, it wasn't like crazy original. It was like a mash. It was. It felt like a movie mashup. Oh, like they took a bunch of movies that I liked, yeah, and mashed them together. But I would, I give it a solid seven.
0: A seven, okay. Yeah. I probably put it at like an eight. Yeah, I would put it around that. Um, the the tomato meter, which is the critic score on Rotten Tomatoes, is a ninety one percent. That's pretty high. Um, isn't
1: that, that seems really high.
0: Yeah. And the audience score is a 90%. So everybody gave it a basically higher than we did. Um, and, but I remembered, I'm really, really glad. I'm really glad I watched it again. There's a lot of stuff that I, I remembered when I watched it the first time, I didn't love the third act. Like when they finally yes. make it through and he gets the, you know, well, spoiler alert. Um, he gets like the blood transfusion. So then they have like, he, this is it. Yeah. like, um, the whole, the way it resolved, I was kind of like, oh, yeah, I wasn't like, I actually liked it better the second time than I did the first time. So I'm interested to hear, like, if you felt the same way that I did the first time I, cause I think I picked up on stuff that I didn't necessarily pick up on the first time. Um, but I remembered seeing it in theaters. I loved the concept of it. It really does feel like a video game.
1: Yes. It's vi- okay. So I, the movie like matured very quickly yeah it started off like the opening titles and stuff was very video game-esque like the way they featured soldiers and stuff was like a video game like starting up like this is your character and like these are the suits and they went into like techie stuff and made it feel very video game and i was like oh this is gonna be cheesy and then like they basically like that went away immediately after the credits. Yeah. And
0: it's like they kind of like they didn't lean into what it could have been, which would have been cheesy. Yeah. Like a video game. Yeah. Cause it feels like it is a movie, but there are parts of it that you're like, and I'm not like a big video game person. I've played video games. Um I had a psychogenesis way back in the day, um, a PlayStation one and then a PlayStation Two, and then I grew out of video games. So unfortunately I'm still rocking the psychogenesis. So <laughs> you're like I'm still playing Sonic the yeah. Hedgehog over here. NBA um, Jam. Nice. Um, so I haven't played, like, I think you had said Brian was like, it's like Halo meets Groundhog Day, basically. Like, that idea, like, that concept. Um, even when I did play video games, like, I wasn't big on, like, the war-type games. But would it, would you agree that it's, like, Brian's assessment of it? Like, do you think that that's accurate? Like, did it feel like Halo? I don't know. No. What games do you, I, games I, do you no, play? No,
1: once, like, one... <sighs> No more so than any other, like, battle, like, war movie. Like, it didn't feel over video game-esque. Like, it wasn't, like, the... There wasn't a lot of, like, first person, third person, like specific like it felt like a movie yeah so i thought it was going to be more video game-esque than it actually was it's
0: interesting like you that's a I, I as you were like talking i was like yeah they don't do a lot of like point of view stuff no. like they'll do a couple things where he like looks down at his like gun or whatever yeah, and like the but, screen but even then it's like not exactly what you would see if you looked down but they
1: also didn't play that out like the novelty of those things like yeah like he was focused on the tech stuff in the very beginning and they tried to be like he talked about like his safety and like yeah. you, they were going through the interface of the stuff and then after like it didn't help the story at all so they immediately like cut away from that yeah like if it would have been like half the movie was about the mechanics of it and stuff then i would have been like i'm out this is yeah this is yeah not for me i thought but. i
0: actually wrote down that um i'm gonna pull up my notes Actually I didn't write that many notes down because I was like so sucked into the movie. I think that's a testament to how good it is.
2: But
1: um They started by using real footage. Yes. Like do you remember when it was either The News? Yes. Yeah. Like uh it was either the in Germany or Russia mm-hmm. when that meteor hit. Yeah. And they, like, that was real footage from the yeah. real event and they used, like, they cut, like, real broadcasters and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, it was interesting. I thought, this is interesting. Have you watched all the Mission Impossible movies or are you, like, up to speed on your Mission Impossible? Okay. When the last Mission Impossible and Fallout, um, Wolf Blitzer on CNN is in that movie, too. And he's, I noticed that he was in this movie and I was like, that's so weird that Tom Cruise is in two movies with Wolf Blitzer. Like, what are the odds? Um... Before we get into the, the, we'll do a brief summary of the because there's actually not a whole lot to the plot. Um, so we'll do a brief summary of the movie, and, and I always, I'm always torn about, like, spoiling movies that I think are actually good, because I want people to actually watch them. Um, so I don't know how in-depth we'll go into the third act of it, but... Um, and you can
1: easily leave out some details that...
0: Oh, 100%. Um, So the drink that we have, the cocktail for this um, episode is called a zombie. I thought that was appropriate for the live, die, repeat um, kind of idea where like he kind of actually, and I I wrote down, I was like, they do a really good job of like that, like, um, oh man, what did I say? Of giving you like a sense of dread and like almost like angst of like, like, oh, uh, like just get to the the next step, you know yeah. what I mean, or like, and that feeling of like exhaustion of like, oh uh. he's
1: very sweaty at the beginning <laughs> <laughs> <He's> so, <laughs> yeah. and it's not like a tired sweat, it's a nervous sweat it's yes. it's very uncomfortable, you so, can feel. You can feel the, you can feel his uncomfortableness,
0: the stress through the screen. Um, so the zombie cocktail has a lot of ingredients in it. Most of them are rum um, and then some lime juice some pineapple juice, a little bit of sugar syrup, um, some melon liqueur. It's got a little bit of everything in it, um, but it felt like an appropriate cocktail. It was pretty good. I enjoyed it. It's very strong.
1: It's very strong. It's not a watered down drink. at yeah, all.
0: Yeah, maybe just have one. Don't overdo it,
1: <laughs> but it did taste good. It, it tasted is. almost like a margarita
0: mixed with something, but I can't. I wouldn't tell yeah. you. I couldn't tell you what it was, but it was delicious. I enjoyed it. Um, okay, so brief summary of the movie, because honestly, like there really isn't a whole lot to the plot, but the idea, because it, it's more, it hangs on the. The concept, like the concept of the movie is what makes it. And the concept is the video game concept of like, when you die, you just start over. Mm -hmm. You start back at square one. Yeah,
1: it did. That's the thing that reminded me the most of video games was the fact of like, if you've ever played a difficult game, you have been in that scenario where you're like, I just have to keep keep repeating it over and over and over and you keep dying in the same places until you figure that out and you move on and then you die over and over again in the next phase. So that part of it, I didn't really think of it as a video game in that sense until you said that. And now Mm -hmm. that you said that, I'm like, man, that aspect of it is video game esque, where you repeat the same challenges over and over again until you crack the code. And and I feel like
0: the scenes where they show him like, you know, he's like, okay, now duck left. Like, step left, duck right. Like, he's, like, taking her through all the, like, what you would do on a controller, basically, like, yeah. with a character. You're like, okay, so next time I do this, I need to do this. And, like, that's the whole, like, middle chunk of the movie is them figuring out how to get off the Yeah, that's beach. the middle.
1: The middle act is definitely them trying to break it, the that, code.
0: That's the more video game, I think, part of the movie. Um, but so, basically, like, there's an alien invasion. They don't get into, like, specifics, but there's, like, a meteor strike. These aliens come from... They, the universe. I don't know. They do
1: not set up the movie in a way where you really understand. It's kind of like you don't know what the aliens are going to be like until there's a battle and you see it. Versus, yeah. like They don't set it up as like explaining what's going on really. No.
0: It's like, well, and kind of like in a way I think that's part of the setup is like you're thrown into the middle of it just like he is. Yeah. So his character, Bill Cage, um, is a media relations person for the United States Army and he's not in combat he's not a soldier and he's literally like I was in the ROTC in high school and I ran an advertising agency and then aliens attacked and I ended up here because this is what my job was it was like a perfect mix of like the two things he had experience in the ROTC and this advertising thing so now he's doing media relations and he basically meets with a general and the general's like. Yeah, you're on the front lines and the uh, big, basically, it's literally the storming of Normandy.
1: That's why I wrote down. I wrote down D-Day. Yeah. Because it was basically, the battle they were re-entering into was, it was basically a remake of D-Day.
0: Yeah, where it's like a beach in France. That they're literally like getting dropped into.
1: That they're, yep.
0: It is literally it. Like I think that was probably on purpose. Like the whole idea of like it's ve- it's a very obvious callback to World War II and you know, the everything airborne that, uh, getting yes. dropped. It. yeah, it yeah. Is. And um and so he's basically having to figure out, which I thought it was interesting that. Um, and I think one of my trivia facts that I wrote down, like Doug Lyman really wanted to do this because he was like, I really wanted to do this movie because Tom Cruise is never a character that doesn't know what he's doing. And I thought that was interesting.
1: And he also, at really no point in time was like the cornerstone of strength or anything. He was always (laughs) like, it was link. yeah. Like, okay. What's, what's my actress's name? Emily Blunt? Emily Blunt was always the one that's, like, making the hard choices. The one being, like, you got to figure it out. Yeah. Or we have to push through.
0: Right. So she's, like... Tom
1: Cruise was not...
0: No, and it was interesting because he was, like, he was the character. So he gets dropped into this battle, and the first first time he gets dropped in is the first time he sees one of the aliens. They're called Mimics. Um, And he sees people die, and then he gets obliterated by this alien but the alien guts like basically like take over him it's a really disgusting shot where he gets like the shark eyes with the full black pupils um but it basically gets injected into his blood and so the whole the whole setup of the movie is that they're called mimics because they know what you're thinking so the the real problem with this battle is that they're gonna lose no matter what because they know they're coming but there's no way for them to know that they know that they're coming, except now Tom Cruise, Bill Cage, has this ability, because he has mimic blood guts in his blood, Correct. to yeah. relive the same day over and over. It's resetting every time he dies, he resets to the same point, and so now he has more information, but he remembers everything from before. And... um the second time, well, the first time he's on the beach, he runs into Rita Vertaski, who is Emily Blunt's character, which I love because there's, every time he wakes up, which I, I literally was like, I love so much that the reset is that guy kicking him. And he's like on your feet maggot. Like every time, cause you hear it like a million times in the movie. Cause every time he resets, um, but there's this bus that drives by with an advertisement of her on it. And yes. it says full metal bitch. Sorry, Karen Ross. Um, <laughs> That this is who she's she's famous, like she's like this known soldier, yeah,
1: they start off the movie with describing this yes. female warrior who, in her very first battle, somehow killed a hundred of these aliens, and when I saw the first battle, I was like, this makes no sense You're <laughs> like there's no like, way she did that. I was like, I'm out. one <laughs> one of these aliens is killing thirty soldiers by themselves, yeah, and you're telling me.
0: This chick killed a hundred. This one chick is
1: able to take, like, yeah, like this alien that can kill a hundred soldiers by itself. Yeah.
0: Right. And by like the second or third time he resets, like he saves her from, you know, one of the aliens and she realizes that he knew it was coming. And she's like, find me when you wake up. And then he dies. And so he goes to find her and come to find out that she had the same ability, lost it. And so there's this interesting, like, so now they're working together to like figure out how to like defeat the omega, which is what they call the the main the brain of the alien. Um and so she's it's an interesting like dichotomy of like she's actually like the warrior, but he's the one who has all the information. But he's not good at what he does. <laughs> like
1: Yeah, she has the skills, he has the power yeah. to uh
0: the knowledge of what's happening. And so basically like the whole middle act of the movie is them basically trying, they have to get off this beach. They keep dying. He keeps dying on this beach and, um, and they can't get, they need to get past that so that they can defeat the, you know, the boss, so to speak of the video game. Um, And so that's, that's, what's really interesting about the movie. And I think what's interesting is like, it's basically like implied that he's reset hundreds of times. You only see like maybe 30 of them, but like.
1: There's Tom, giant jumps in skill level that yes. let you know, like, okay, he's done this clearly a thousand times. Yeah. There's conversations that they have where they're like, yeah. How do you, you know, he knows everything that's going to happen. He knows, he has a ton of knowledge of how things work, what cars don't work and yeah. stuff like that. And they so do,
0: he, they do this, an interesting job of like, I actually wrote down, I was like, Um, This is a movie that could have suffered from pacing, and it doesn't. Like, they edited it really well. Like, to the point where, like, it never felt, like, lagging or tired. Like, the bit of him resetting never felt like you were like, ugh. Like, I felt like there was a good... Because you'd get to a point, kind of like in a video game, like, you'd get to a point, and they'd ask him a question. He's like, I don't know, I haven't gotten this far before.
1: You know what I mean? And they're spoiler alert, their strategy changes a lot yeah so it's not like they just continually repeat the same process they're like okay yeah we this gotta time figure this, out. this time let's completely <laughs> alter things yeah we took we're the in...
0: helicopter last time and it blew up so yeah. this time we're gonna try the van like which i think is interesting because i think that that's something you do in video games where you're like if you go advance to the next area and you're like well that didn't work like you go back and you're like okay so what what else is there like what's the next option you know, like maybe it looked like the best option, but it wasn't, you
1: know. Yeah. And you also explored like avoiding it altogether. Yeah. Like what if I didn't go to war and I escape and go to a bar? Like,
0: yeah, because it's interesting. Like, and I like, I think they do, they do is such a good job and it's the editing of the movie. Like the editing is really what makes this movie because like there's a point where they get to a certain area and he's trying to like, every time he resets, it's new for Rita So Emily Blunt's character is meeting him for the first time, but it's like the 400th time he's met her. Right. So like, think about how exhausting that would be to like, have to introduce yourself to somebody.
1: That is what I was thinking. Like, there's like, there is like a day of setup before they go to war. Yeah. And I, you just have to think every day he's like, can this go any slower? Like, just let me get, (laughs) like, I understand what everybody's going to say.
0: yeah. Yeah. Like, just stupid, the, like, side conversations. Yeah. stuff. Like, just yeah. get me
1: straight to the battle part. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. And I think, like, but that's, I think what's interesting is, like, he grows this affinity towards her character because he spent so much time with her. But every time he resets, she's meeting him for the first time. So, she's like, she doesn't understand. Like, they get to a point where, like, they're at this farmhouse and there's a helicopter. And she's like, we have to get in the helicopter. And he's like, no, you die.
1: Yeah. Like his, but it's mi- his mission like, changes because he becomes so connected to her. Yeah. He's like, my mission is no longer to defeat. Yes. You know, to win the battle. My yeah. goal is to, how do I get through this battle without letting this person die?
0: Yeah. And it's, what's interesting too, is like, even though she's meeting him for the first time, every time they meet, she still has the same understanding that he has the power she used to have. So it's not, he doesn't have to like explain it to her. He doesn't have to be like, you have to listen to me because I can see the future. And she's like, no, 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 I get it. But then she still doesn't trust him. I thought that was interesting. Like, the scene, there's a scene at the farmhouse. They finally get off the beach and they're at the farmhouse, and she's like, We got to take the helicopter. And he's like, No, you die. Like, and he's like hiding the keys from her. And she's like, She realizes because he fixes her coffee and he's like, Oh, I'm sorry, it's three sugars. And she realizes, Oh, we've been here before. You know where the keys are. Like, you're keeping this from me. And she's like, Where are the keys? and
1: um she wanted to know like specifically how many times have we been here yeah and he's like i uh, I don't know (laughs)
0: yeah like he's like i'm not telling you and she still does what she what he tells her not to do even though she knows he can see the future basically and i think that's it's an interesting like commentary on like human nature of like even if you know and you still think it's the best option like did she just genuinely think like this time it'll be different you know what i mean like she knew that he knew
1: yeah, I think it just showed how mission-focused she was. Yeah. And, like, Tom Cruise's character was clearly more, like, he had emotional attachment with her. and He was like, I want to do this mission, but I want to keep you safe. And she was like, I don't care if I'm safe or not. We, we got to get fe- this yeah, done. Yeah, we got to do it. And it's just like... It.
0: Well, and it, like, shows the difference between, like, she's a soldier and he's not. Yes. Like, that kind of, that, you know, idea of that. Um, yeah, there's a lot of interesting stuff in the movie, and I thought that they did a really good job... Um, I just like, aside from like Groundhog Day, and then like we had discussed before we started watching the movie, like Vantage Point, these movies that yeah. like repeat the same story over and over again and how it can kind of get exhausting yeah. to the audience or it, tiring.
1: It, it didn't, fe- cause, because they changed it up so much. Yeah. It could have been like, so I am a giant fan of Groundhog's Day.
0: <laughs> I've only seen it once. and really? recently And recently. Was well, the eighties right? We've discussed. Yeah. This. Oh, we
1: talked about it. you. You're not a, <laughs> like I. I think it's not really a, like a holiday movie, but I view it as a holiday movie.
0: Groundhog's Day is a holiday. Absolutely,
1: yeah, okay, I know. But I oh, mean, you mean like a Christmas? The, movie? Yeah, like oh, the okay. holidays. Gotcha. It's always a, <laughs> you know it's, the holiday. Yeah. So like, it's a I always watch it on the holidays, and it's like really repetitive. Yeah. And I still love it. Yeah. So like I had almost like an affinity for this movie right off the back because I'm like it's like Groundhog's Day. <laughs> this is like it but might as well
0: be Bill Murray. <laughs> if
1: I so my best way I could describe this movie would be it's a mashup of Ground Groundhog's Day meets the third um, Matrix movie. Oh yeah.
0: I can so have see you seen that. the Matrix movie? Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah. The um. In the Matrix movie, you learn basically that there's this giant alien invasion. Yep. And you've learned that they have a big hive mind, just like in this. Yes. They have a hive mind. Yeah. And there's this side quest to find the mind and yeah. take it out, and it turns everything off. Yeah. And so
0: that's accurate. I actually never thought about that, but that is true.
1: Yeah. And the way, like the way the alien, spoiler alert, the way the aliens move, the way the aliens look, is uh, similar to the way the aliens look. And they're yeah. like this octopus, squid, crazy tentacle when did thing.
0: The, when did the third Matrix come out? That was... Hold on, I'm looking it up. They look... Yeah, they look like rolly octopuses. Yes. <laughs> it's like this weird... It's almost... Yeah, it's kind of weird how they move.
1: Yeah, they're, they're more like fluid in this. And Matrix, they're much more mechanical. But...
0: Matrix Reloaded and Matrix Revolutions came out the same year? They both came out in 2003? Is that accurate?
1: No way. If it did...
0: Was it like the beginning and end of the I year? Can't. Why would they do that? That's amazing. Um, so this would have been eleven years before. That's interesting. Um, they a- they absolutely were though, and they're really. It's almost like a. Yeah, they're very. They're not like menacing. It's almost just like this is impossible to beat. They don't like move the same as like. Yeah.
1: Um, Am I allowed to ask? My biggest question of the whole movie? Absolutely. Okay. This is the one that I've uh, been stuck on the entire. And I was like, they'll eventually explain it. <laughs> they don't. Uh, what Well, it? they did. I missed it. Um, why did Tom Cruise's character get put in the situation he was put in?
0: Oh, why did the general even put him on the front lines? Yeah. That's an excellent question. They don't ever answer that. You're right. I was like, you maybe miss I missed an, it. No, you didn't miss anything. It doesn't
1: They don't they they make you believe that later, like, oh like you'll figure out why they did this. There'll to this be guy. some
0: that would have been a good twist that the movie yeah. was missing. Maybe they'll answer that in the sequel. I don't know. Cause they I thought were, when
1: they 'cause they went when they went back to the general, yes. I was like, oh, that was funny. Yeah, he'll be like, This is why I gave you this mission or something. Yeah. Like
0: you were thinking maybe they would explain, like, you were the chosen one. Like yes. we knew
1: that this would like
0: yeah, that's a really because that's a weak point in the movie.
1: The fact that Tom Cruise was put in the position he was,
0: yeah, doesn't make sense.
1: Was totally.
0: They don't set that up at he all. He was because, pulled. He
1: was pull, like he was pulled and put in this position outside of his will, and it was something that should not have happened. The only but, thing
0: I can think of is that they they allude to it is that basically like everybody like they just need as many people as possible, and he's just like he is enlisted because he's like works for the army but even that's
1: a weak explanation i, I, I mean
0: because it feels very personal like the yeah. the interaction with the general is very like they should have set that up like if there was some sort of like animosity between the two of them and like the general was like doing it to spite him then that makes sense but they don't ever set that up like, there's no like, explanation because you're just kind of, like, dropped it. It's the first scene in the whole movie. Yeah, the, and you're whole, like, the
1: whole setup what? is, like, this big, terrible thing that, I don't It's, like, it's hard to get past that. I was, like, man, you think it they could have set set it up a different way? It, it
0: almost would have been more interesting if they had... Start off with the news clips, obviously, to give us some context for, like, what's happening. There's been an alien invasion. Yeah. Um. But then almost having him just wake up like he does at the beginning of every reset, and then somehow explaining, because it's clear that the point of that scene was to set up that he's not a soldier. Yes. But you could have done that in That's a what I was saying. myriad like if, of other ways. Yeah.
1: If he would have been, because, yeah, they talk about how he basically is a reporter. Like, yeah. he could have been a re- literally the reporter that got sucked into the action.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they could have set that up better. Now that you mentioned that, I totally agree. Because they don't ever answer that question. And they do make a point of him going back to the general. So you do, like, think, like, oh, this is yeah. Ed. That's an excellent question. And they Look go, at you being all astute, astute with your storytelling. But I'm saying, like, they
1: go far enough to be, like, not, a, like, it's like a big conspiracy thing. Like, the big commander dude, like, goes to the officers in charge of him at that base. And, like, they lie and tell him that he's, like, this de facto yeah, he officer. Have, and-
0: he must have done something. Yeah, like he's on the run, like.
1: But they never. It's some. It, it, it's so heinous of a setup that there's got to be some bad motive behind it, but they never explain. They never explain
0: it, Tom. In the sequel, you got to explain this. You got to answer this question, man. Why does
1: that guy hate? you? Why does he hate you
0: so much that he lied about you? And so it's like it's a weird setup for like creating two major obstacles that he has yeah. to overcome at the beginning of each reset. And which I was is,
1: honestly looking forward to the big the twist when they were going to explain why he got put in this yeah. crazy situation.
0: Cameron, you should have written this movie. Where were you in 2014? Not writing this movie. You should have been writing bullies. it. <laughs> I was not here. I was not thinking about this movie. Um, yeah. I think it was an interesting, I think it's an interesting, that's a very interesting takeaway. I never have thought in the two times I've seen it, I've never thought, why was he there in the first place? But that is a really excellent question because it makes no sense. That's, a, that's the only
1: thing I'm hung up on. It was like the interesting way to set it up. All right.
0: We're going to tweet Christopher McQuarrie from the Boost Cruise podcast Twitter account after this and be like, yeah, Christopher, explain why? Explain this setup. Yeah. Why was he thrown into battle? That doesn't make any sense.
1: Why did this guy hate him so but maybe much? Maybe
0: they will answer that in the sequel or we'll give Christopher McQuarrie an idea for the sequel. Maybe. Prequel. Cool. Um." Emily Blunt is great in this movie. She is... Jim Halpert's real-life wife is great in this movie. She's, first of all, ripped. Fun fact. Did you ever see 13 Hours with John Krasinski?
1: Yes. I think 13 Hours is a great movie.
0: It's excellent. I recommend it to everyone. He got ripped for that movie. And they... These came out around the same time. So they were working out together. Really? Getting ready for this movie in 13 hours. And John Krasinski was in an interview. I don't remember who he was. It was He was doing a press junket for 13 hours. And they were asking him about Emily Blunt. And he was like, she was working so much harder than I was he was like she could bench press me he was like I was scared of her I remember
1: that interview he was like she could beat me up yeah like he was like <laughs> she could
0: totally beat me up he was like I'm pretty sure he was like I was scared like something was gonna happen in the middle of the night and she was gonna like
1: <laughs> yeah cause she like she, like, she went right into Sakari must have been probably right after this yeah I
0: think Sakario came out in 2015 this was 2014 and so she's she a got,
1: military person in that well yeah she really, did but.
0: weirdly like the beginning of her career was not action roles at all, and then she's found this like weird middle ground where she's done some action roles, and then she like Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she's just like come out the other end. She's like, you know what? I'm sick of doing bench pressing. I'm sick of working out. I'm just coming Mary Poppins.
1: Be a fancy nanny.
0: Um, but which huge biggest mistake of d- total sidetrack. But the second Sicario movie biggest downfall was that they didn't bring her back because she was the interesting character
1: in this Sicario. Is gonna, this is gonna sound like. Weird, but I love the first one so much that, you that I refused see? to see the second one because oh, I knew it wasn't good. And that's same the same reason I've never seen any of the Dumb and Dumberers. Oh, or sequels? Dumb and Dumber Two is because I love the first one so much. The second that I was one, like, I can't. I've I can't not let you do this to me. <laughs> I've
0: not seen the prequel that has a different cast, but I have seen the sequel that brought back Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels. Dumb and Dumber
1: Two, remember? yes,
0: and. But there was a prequel that had different people playing. Yeah, them.
1: that was called Dumb and Dumber-er. Er. Yes. <laughs>
0: How can you keep up? Um, It's worth a watch. It's not as good as the first one, but there was, some re- there was a scene in Dumber, D- Dumb and Dumber 2 that I, I was with my sister and my two cousins in the theater, and I laughed out loud so hard, and I saw it coming, and it still made me laugh. So it's worth a watch. But I understand that. I understand the... Loving the original too much to watch this. The second Sicario movie is not good. I will I don't think not it's, recommend it's, it's not
1: even made by the same people, right?
0: No, different, uh, different cinematographer, different director. Um, and that
1: was a movie that came out of left field for me, where like I yes. didn't know anything about it. I didn't have it really hyped for me, and when I saw it, I was like, "This is hundred percent my movie." Like, yeah. This, yeah, I love this. See, and I amazing. waited till
0: it was like super hyped. I don't think I. I didn't watch Sicario until right before the second one came out because I was going to see the second one. And oh. I was like, I got to see the first one.
1: Yeah. I remember when I saw Sicario, I remember coming into work and just being like, why oh, did re- nobody make me watch Sicario? I remember like, that day. And then I was like, I really should watch Stop what you're doing that. and go watch Sicario. I always
0: know it's a bad thing if Cameron's has seen a movie before. I <laughs> <laughs> Because it means it's been a long time since I've seen it. Um, That's
1: what 80s 80s movies or early 90s. Then I got you crushed, and
0: then you got me crushed. That's like my blind spot, and that's like your like tunnel vision. Yeah,
1: (laughs) really honing in on those.
0: Yeah, um, but yeah, I think Emily Blunt. I just think she's a fantastic actress. I think every I love everything she's in. Like she's always good, even if it's a crappy movie. Like she's the best part of it. Like she's just so good. Um, and the fact that you just like like she's Mary Poppins, but you totally believe her in this movie. Do you know what I mean? You yeah. believe her in Sicario, like you believe her in these like action roles, and I think she's like dedicates herself. Uh, but I always thought that was such an interesting like because John Krasinski and Emily Blunt are not known for being action stars, and so for them to have gotten married because I got married like pretty soon, like pretty like close to this, yeah, and for them to be like in the best shape of their lives together at the same time, filming these like action movies. Like I bet that was fun for them to like come and be like, You'll never believe what I did today. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, well, they they both went through movies that were very physically stunt, stunt yeah. heavy, physically demanding. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well and I think too like it's obvious that like Tom Cruise is like the king of stunts. Like he is the
1: action movie star. He dove into one feet of water, face <laughs> Camus, first. He
0: was like, did he just paralyze himself? Uh, he, he, like, ah, he,
1: definitely. <laughs> it might have been a camera trick, but it looked like he dove like, at first into one foot of water.
0: He did not look before he jumped yeah. um, at all. But like Tom Cruise, quintessential like action star of the last forty years, and. So I, I would imagine for Emily Blunt, and I think every like press junket I saw for her for this movie was like, it was a thrill to be in an action movie with Tom Cruise. And I would imagine that that's like, would have been really exciting yeah. to come home and be like,
2: you'll
1: never believe what me and, and Tom Cruise and did And in today. a movie where your character is supposed to always like- Be better than him? Be better. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because she was like, what took you so long? I got out of this in three minutes. Like, I what? know.
0: It's so great. Like you're just like, oh, it's so good. It's such a good movie. I like totally love it so much. Um I think it's interesting too. Like Tom Cruise is like, it's weird. Cause it's so far into his career and he's done so many action movies up to this point that it's hard to believe him as somebody who doesn't, who can't fight in a battle. Cause you're like, it's Tom cruise, but he does yeah, a pretty I ha- good job.
1: I am happy that they did that. Like yeah. I am happy if they, if they introduced him as like the, the ultimate, guy, the pinnacle yeah. of like human soldiers and all this stuff. But instead they are like, no, he's this press guy. That's, blood makes me queasy Uh,
0: yeah i love that the little things like that they throw in there Where he's like man if i get a paper cut like i'm like Woo. i'm out (laughs) yeah and i'm like you're tom cruise like uh that and then like the first time he lands on the beach like the guns like he keeps flipping through all the languages on the gun he like can't figure out how to like disengage like the safety so that he can actually like shoot stuff and he does such a good job of that like um tom cruise has that very uh like bewildered like uh ah, like i don't know what i'm doing like he has that kind of nailed down um it's a really good role for him because i think at the beginning you know sans the explanation of why he was thrown into battle but it you totally believe him as a media media relations person because you're like he's got charm out the wazoo so you're like in a smile you know like you're yeah. like yeah he's totally the pr guy like you believe him as like the schmoozy like like we need a million people to sign up to fight for this war. And you're like, I'd follow Tom Cruise into battle. And then he's not in battle. And you believe him as the bumbling idiot on the battlefield. That's just like trying to figure it out. But I think what's so great about him is like, because he's Tom Cruise, you believe the evolution of his character into somebody who is, can make it off that beach. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're like, he he does both well where you're like but it's not like um I'm trying to think of like a comparison of like who's an actor that I you would totally believe is a bumbling idiot but never as a action Then star. actually can pull together. Yeah.
1: Michael Scott. <laughs> Steve Carell. Steve Carell. The yeah. like key would totally Steve, be the, Steve Carell actually, could never transform into yes. the hero like you know.
0: That's a really good comparison where you're like, yeah, I would totally believe him as like the media relations person, the bumbling idiot on the field. But I would be like, I don't care how many resets he got. I don't believe him. as He's the never a killing star. machine. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So I think that's um, super interesting that he is able to pull off all of those. Um, I think that's like, I didn't, again, like I said, I didn't write a lot of notes. I loved the line. So Bill Paxton is in it. He plays Sergeant Farrell. Yes um which what did you recognize him from because you're like oh i recognize that guy
1: okay so he's in aliens yes is like his yeah
0: right so it's kind of funny that he's in this because it's an yeah. alien invasion i love he's, Bill. Paxton. his famous
1: line is the whole game over man yeah exactly
0: <laughs> uh, but he's so great in this movie because the first time he meets him he's like um he's like you're an american and he's like, he says, no, I, no, sir. I'm from Kentucky.
1: I wrote that. I wrote Kentucky joke.
0: <laughs> yes, Kentucky. We made it. Um, and I actually, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, I've never been to Science Hill. He says he's from Science Hill, Kentucky. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, I recognize that the name of that just because it's a weird name. Um, but I thought it was interesting. And I wondered if they threw it in there. But Tom Cruise is originally from Louisville. Did you know that? He went to high school in Louisville.
2: I did
1: not know that. I know.
0: So he's like and he we covered it in the How last How did
1: he fall so far?
0: I know, right? Well, it's funny because like he was in seminary to be a Catholic priest. And he that went to is... seminary here in Cincinnati.
1: That explains everything then. Never mind. <laughs> gotcha.
0: <laughs> Explanation head. Um, and uh so I wondered if that was kind of like a little end joke with but I would have thought he would have picked something like right outside of Louisville, which Science Hill is not, it's near Somerset. Um but I was like, oh, I wonder if that's, like, a little Tom Cruise nod because he's from Kentucky. And, like, did they just throw it in there because, you know, whatever. But I always feel like Kentucky is, like, the butt of a lot of jokes Yes. in movies. I'm like, why are why is everybody picking? What about West Virginia? They're more country than we are.
1: That's, Sorry, that, anybody who's listening. That, that is a, that's why I asked um... – Layla Layla, I was like, "Layla, how do people from West Virginia view people from Kentucky because we view you as lower than us? Do you view <laughs> yes. do you view yourself as higher than us because and she's like, Of course, Kentucky's the worst. I'm like, No, nah, we view West Virginia is the worst.
0: um, did you have anything else written down that you wanted to talk about with the movie? Any notes any specific notes you took that you no. want to highlight?
1: Just I just took notes of when I recognized people from other movies. I was like that guy's from Harry Potter." Also, oh, yeah. twenty eight days later.
0: Oh yeah, you're like that guy's from Harry Potter.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: I thought that I thought initially, so that they she meets up with, she has this like techie guy that she meets up with that's like helping them beat the. And I thought for a second that that was the guy from Harry Potter. I he thought is
1: he is from something. He's one of the only other people. This movie did not have a lot of huge name. No, people it in didn't. It. I thought that like, you would they would roll out more big name people as yeah. the movie went on. but they didn't. Like there was only a handful of people that. I recognize he was one of them, but I could not peg what he reminded me
0: of who's the guy in Harry Potter. You're much more familiar with Harry Potter than I am. He shows up in like the middle of the series. I remember Both of it. Describe about Um, five different people. This is going to be great. This is the one. This is a reverse reverse role. (laughs) This is role reversal. Um, he shows up in the middle of the series, like maybe the third or fourth one. He's a teacher. He's kind of weaselly. I know I just described like four people. Can you? Um Lupin. <laughs> Professor Lupin is that a character in Harry Potter? Yeah. He reminded me of him at first, but only for a split second. I thought it was the same actor. And then I was like, oh, and we'll, I, I we'll th- literally to, think it was just the mustache.
1: We'll have, to, yeah, we'll have to Google him later what else he that guy's in.
0: What he was in. Because he did, I was like, I know that guy from something. But you're right. There aren't a lot of big names in it. The three biggest names, obviously, Tom Cruise, Emily Blunt, and Bill Paxton. But you have to think, like, the majority of the movie is the same scenes. Over and over and over again with different yeah. outcomes. There's a lot
1: of other soldiers in it and none of them are big people at all. No, I don't um, even think
0: I've seen them in anything else no. at all. Um but yeah, I just think I just I I it is probably one of Tom Cruise's most underrated movies. I don't think a lot of people have seen it. Um but it's like it's legitimately a good movie. Like it's worth a watch.
1: Yeah, it's thoroughly entertaining. Yeah. It's good. Like I wouldn't say that the there's no huge plot twist. There's no points in time where like, oh my gosh, I did not see that coming. What? Um, yeah. But the action's good. CG's awesome. Yeah, the CGs um, actually.
0: I actually noted that when I was watching it. I was like, the like everything looks pretty good.
1: Yeah. Like there were no scenes where you're like that looked bad. Yeah. Like like,
0: like every DC movie. Oh wait, you haven't seen any of them. I, there's woo.
1: a reason I don't see them. <laughs> I like, saw the lighting um, in um what was the what's the uh, Man of Steel. Now, what's when everybody comes together?
0: Justice League.
1: Yes, I saw the lighting they chose for Justice League, and I was like, I can't watch two hours of that.
0: So, just for the listening audience who don't know, Cameron is a three D animator. So this is like this is like your bread and butter. Like that stuff you would notice that like the normal person would be like, what? Yes, as, some, as, as
1: somebody who would put on their resume VFX artist, I, it hurts me.
0: Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm gonna go through some trivia. Um, so this was actually the, this movie is based off of a graphic novel written by a Japanese guy whose name I'm about to butcher Hiroshi Sakur- Sakurazaka, Hiroshi Sakurazaka, I think is his name. Um, and I'm, I, that might not even be a man. That might be a woman. I don't know. I feel like that's Roshi
1: like, sounds like a man's name. It
0: does, but who knows? I could be wrong. Um, he wrote the novel, and he got the idea, um, obviously, from video gaming and resetting a game over and over until finding the winning strategy. So, that's an obvious correlation between the two, but I thought and it was interesting.
1: Grandhogs Groundhog's Day.
0: Yeah. He was like, that Bill Murray movie has really got something going for it. What if Groundhog's Day action
1: that was that's basically what it is yeah
0: that's the pitch um i do think actually i have a trivia fact about groundhog's day in here if not i remember it and i will um say it at the end but um the other thing is so while they're filming the car chase scene um where she's driving the minivan where she forgets to unhook the caravan even though he tells her my gosh emily blunt um Emily Blunt was instructed to drive fast and then take a right hand turn so that the van would shake. And she missed the mark and drove into a tree. So not the best stunt woman. <laughs> so no. she might be the heroine of the movie, but she is not in real life. She was like, I, and it wasn't, they weren't going fast. It was just for like the camera. So she didn't like hurt him or anything. But, um, I thought that was interesting. Um, I think that came from one of her interviews that she did. Um, So, during an early sequence in the film, which I don't remember seeing this, and I was specifically looking for it, but we were having the whole DoorDash issue, so I was trying to get us food. So, there was a couple things that I missed in the beginning. Um, During an early sequence in the film, Emily Blunt punches a young soldier who says, bloody hell, it's the full metal bitch. Again, sorry, Karen Ross. Yes is played by her real life younger brother. That's her real younger brother. I do remember that scene. That's her bro- That's her yeah. younger brother. He made a cameo in the film. I thought that was fun. She was like, he was, like, he was probably like, please, can I get in one of your films? And she was like, only if I can punch you in the face, which I thought was great. Um,
1: she killed a guy, that guy. Yeah, yeah
0: she, did. she was like, <laughs> there's <was> some sibling like <laughs> revenge getting played out there. Um, so this is interesting. So the suits that they wear, those because the whole thing is like they're this army but they have these like exoskeletons that basically for me feels like prohibit a lot of things that would make you a better soldier
1: such as movement they didn't seem like they made you better (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: like it was like wow i have this giant heavy metal thing on it had like more weapons attached to it but like so emily blunt admitted that after putting on the metal suit so these things were real those metal suits were, that was not CG. Obviously the weapons that came up and shot were yeah, I, CG, okay. but the actual suits they wore were real. Um, she actually, and I remember seeing this in an interview when she was talking about the movie, um, but she started crying on the first day because it was so heavy. They weighed 85 pounds. So imagine 85 pounds on you. Um, yeah, so the opposite of helping you. Yeah, and she <laughs> she started crying because it was so heavy and that she would be required to perform action scenes in it for five months
1: um yeah like day one settles in you're like that was awful i had to do this for five months
0: i can't do this like she just started crying and then she said she said i was like i remember the interview because she's literally like i am in tears because i'm like i cannot do this like this is not why did i sign up for this it's not for me yeah and tom cruise came over and jokingly was like stop being such a wuss." And she was like, that made me laugh. And then he was like, we'll get through this, you know, whatever. And she's like, okay. She was like, and from then on out, I was fine. Like she just, but think about how much, I mean, I'm imagining, I can't imagine Emily Blunt is, she's probably about my size. She might be a little bit taller than me. Um, Definitely way more ripped in this movie than I am. But like 85 pounds is a lot. 85 pounds would be a lot for somebody like you. Yeah, I much walked. Her, I walked like around
1: her. the office with Nick on my back today, and I only got like two, three lunges in before I was like, "This is, too, this is exhausting." How much do you think five, Nick weighs? Five, I don't know, like 150, 160 pounds. Yeah, <laughs> we'll ask him tomorrow,
0: dude. How much? It's like that's like hard work. Um,
1: no, that's. I didn't think about that. I I just assumed they were totally like CG, CG no green suit. Tom Cruise like,
0: doesn't mess around, man. Like he is like, we're doing this. For yeah, real. I'm not.
1: <laughs> I'm not gonna do a movie with fake robots. I need to wear real robots. Like, <laughs> Where what? are
0: the real aliens? Like he's like so mad he shows up. He's like, I thought I was gonna get to shoot real aliens. Uh, oh my gosh. Uh so Tom Cruise actually handpicked Emily Blunt for the movie. He was like she was she was an actress that he had seen and he was like, I wanna work with her and he was like, Let's cast her and so she agreed to come and do this. But again, like she's not an action star. I was going say
1: that seems really odd that he would pick her. Like what? he just was
0: like I like how I like how what she does like, and I want to make her into the female version of Tom Cruise. I don't know.
1: But had she done anything big prior to this?
0: Oh yeah, she'd been in a ton of stuff. Let's see. Let's look up Emily Blunt's IMDb and see what she had been in before this. Um, I mean, Devil Wears Prada—that was big. Um, that does
1: not set you up for. <laughs> <laughs> you're like i don't know what... live die repeat <laughs>
0: <laughs> the edge of tomorrow live die repeat okay so the big movie she was in before this devil wears prada that was kind of like her big her first big thing um dan in real life with steve carell michael scott have you seen dan in real life
1: yeah i love dan in real life it's such a great and fall I'm trying to think movie of
0: the... she's ruthie pig face draper
1: oh my gosh that's her she's the mom okay yeah
0: yep so good there's um, a song about her that is a great fall movie when there's like a first there's a few movies that i'm like when there's the first chill in the air and the leaves start changing i must watch that it. was
1: another one of those movies when i went in with very low expectations and loved because it. i love steve Carell so much yeah. I'm like they're gonna ruin it yeah and i left being like that, that was so, so good.
0: good that movie is amazing it has a great soundtrack
1: it does um one band does the whole thing
0: yes it's so who is it it's um Sandra Larche and something. I know who it is. It's a great soundtrack. She was in Sunshine Cleaning with Amy Adams, which means nothing to you because I'm sure you haven't seen nope. that. It was an independent movie, but it got some Golden Globe noms. The big thing she was in was the Young Victoria, where she played Queen Victoria. She got she won some Golden Globes for it. It was like a big deal. Um, the Wolfman, she was in that with, I think, Benicio Del Toro. Yes. So they were reunited at Sicario. He played the... Do you know who Benicio del Toro is? Yes, I do is? know okay. who
1: I know. He is. Uh, I gotta say, how is the 2020 way to say this? He's the he's the Hispanic Brad Pitt.
0: He is. That's a, that's such a good explanation of who Benicio del Toro is. That is so accurate. Um, she was in the Adjustment Bureau. Have you seen the Adjustment Bureau with Matt Damon? No. Also a time jump kind of movie. Um, you should watch that movie. It's so good. It's really, really good. It's got Matt Damon in it.
1: Have you ever seen any movies with, uh, Brad Pitt and Benicio in them? And you're both like, I can't tell who, which, which, <laughs> I'm so confused. Oh
0: my gosh. That is such an accurate description of Benicio. I've never heard that before, but that is so accurate. I think it's
1: snatch. They're both in. Yes. And like, there's definitely the first time I saw that movie. I thought like, man, Brad Pitt looks weird in this.
0: <laughs> you're like, this is a weird, whoa. <laughs> He's aged a lot. Um, Did you ever see the five year engagement with Jason Siegel? Who is, do you know who Jason Siegel is? He is Marshall from How I Met Your Mother. Have you watched How I Met Your Mother?
1: What else? Also, no. Jason
0: Siegel was in um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall.
1: I've seen that.
0: He's the one that's not, what's his face? The British guy. What is his name? What is that guy's name?
1: You're talking about who's the British guy for freaking Sarah Marshall?
0: Yes. With the long dark hair. Oh, who is that? Hold on. Oh my gosh. Why is my. He was married
1: to Carrie Perry.
0: Yes. My brain is like, why is it broken? Um,
1: Brandt. Russell.
0: Russell Brandt. Look at you. You stumped me. (laughs) Um,
1: Russell Brand. That's his name. Russell Brandt. We were close.
0: So Jason Siegel is the other guy in Five Year Engagement, or in Forgetting yes. Sarah Marshall. Yes, okay, okay, Five okay. Year Engagement is a rom-com with, with Emily him? Blunt. Okay. And then Looper, she was also in, and then Edge of Tomorrow. So she'd been in a lot of stuff. And then she had, same year as Edge of Tomorrow, came out Into the Woods, which I'm sure you haven't seen because you hate musicals, and it hurts my heart. It cuts me so deep, you have no idea.
1: Okay, I just don't like don't- it when, when dialogue turns into singing... I'm like, this is not reality.
0: (laughs) You would hate, you would hate into the woods. The first 15 minutes of the movie is one long song. Um, Oh, but it's so, uh, but musicals are great. Cameron. Uh, it's fine. I'll turn you. Well, well, that's another, that's a whole other thing for another time. Like, and then Sicario came out right after that. Like you said, so like she, this is like her big, I think this is the big, the big couple years that she had. Um, and she hasn't really been in like a whole okay. lot. The Mary After, Poppins
1: stuff took a while to film. I was say, if you, okay, you did Sicario, this, Mary Poppins, you can call it a wrap. Like, yeah.
0: You're like, I'm, I've pretty much got yeah. it like, cornered. <laughs> like,
1: I'm good.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So where were we on the, on the trivia? Okay. Doug Lyman, we've talked about this, wanted to do the film because um, it showed a role that Tom Cruise hadn't done yet. So someone who wasn't very good at what he the does. The buffoon. Yeah. yeah. That idea of, like, which I think is interesting, like, because you think, like, at this point in Tom Cruise's career, this is only six years ago, that he pretty much at this point, like, he he's, like, four Mission Impossibles deep at this point. It's like, oh, yeah, Ethan Hunt, the guy, the action guy. So, to have him be the guy who, like, doesn't know what he's doing is interesting. Um, so, this is a really interesting fact. So, Emily Blunt you know, it's obviously like they have to do reshoots on movies all the time. So they get through the editing process and they're like, crap, we didn't get the yeah. scene or like whatever. Well, between the end of production and the reshoots, Emily Blunt got pregnant and they came back to shoot these action sequences. And she had done a lot of her own stunts when they filmed it. And she came back and she was like, yeah, she didn't want anybody to know. Yeah. So she was like, I'm just like, don't feel comfortable doing that you know whatever and Tom Cruise was like what is going on like she did all of her own stuff and so like he went over to her and she was like I'm pregnant yeah and so I can't do this and he was the fourth person to find out about her pregnancy so Emily Blunt was number one John Krasinski was number two number three was like a really close friend of theirs and then the fourth person was Tom Cruise like could you imagine the fourth person you tell about your pregnancy is Tom Cruise like that's insane um
1: it's not the order i would choose but no I-,
0: I know right like you're like i wasn't really planning on telling tom cruise uh we talked about the dvd release with the new name um i thought this was interesting and just because i feel like it gives an insight to who tom cruise is as a person i think he's probably like i think we all know he's a little crazy just like a little bit um he definitely has like different beliefs than most of what people have
1: yeah it's very hard to separate the man and the actor yeah for me
0: See, I can do that so easy. It doesn't bother me at all. Like, I can look at somebody and be like, I don't agree with your personal views, but man, you're a great actor. That's,
1: I mean, that's, for me, that's most actors. Most actors, oh. I can totally separate who they are. Yeah. But like, once you see them jump on Oprah's couch. It's freak, true. They get, it's-
0: and honestly, like, I mean, that was such a huge, like, I think this is fascinating about picking Tom Cruise for this podcast is because he's had such a weird career trajectory because of that. Like, he was, like, on the rise, like, couldn't, like, basically couldn't churn out something that was bad. And then, like, the second he does that, his career just, like, tanked. And it's, like, so bizarre that, like, that was the thing that did him in. I mean, he's fine now. Like, he's come out of it. But it was a weird dip in his career. Which I think is odd. Yeah, You don't usually have that with actors.
1: You think that going on Oprah would, like, it's the same thing happened to tom brady when his document the whole idea oh, of his documentary yeah. was like make him feel like a real person
0: yeah like make him look normal
1: make him look normal and it turned out that he's the biggest weirdo ever yeah well this was, was it like he, this, what was
0: that he did in there he kissed his son in the mouth and everyone was like
1: yeah but it wasn't Eww. it wasn't normal it wasn't a normal way you'd say you were a person that did kiss your kids in the mouth you don't do it like this it was
0: yeah, I just remember that being like, the big sticking point. Like, there was always like, something, but everyone was like, yeah, I mean, Tom Brady's the GOAT, but like,
2: Ugh.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Like, it you see? It? Maybe it has to do with the name. Maybe all Toms are just like a little out there. I don't know. So Tom Cruise actually spent $100,000 on a rap party for the cast and crew. And he ended, didn't even end up getting to go because he was doing reshoots. So he was like still filming. But I was like, he, I think like, for all of his weirdness and faults and whatever, I do think he's—he seems like a very gen, like generous guy. That he like gives, and he's like so. That's one thing I love about Tom Cruise, um, is that you know he's giving a hundred and ten percent in this stuff. Like it's almost like too intense. Yeah. In some things where you're like, whoa, man, like chill out. But you're like he just loves movies. Like he loves making movies. You can tell that. Yeah, he's, he's just, a like, crazy in it.
1: intense dude. Like
0: yes. Like, could you imagine having a conversation with him? Like, I, don't you just feel like you would?
1: You like, should watch the, the interview when he's on. He goes on Top Gear, British Top Gear, oh. back in the day. Him and Cameron Diaz. Like, oh, go for on this...
0: during night and day, it was to promote their movie. Yes. Yes. I didn't watch it, but I remember this.
1: And yeah, like they're both like it's competitive because like they, yeah. they, all the celebrities do a lap around their track and yeah. they keep track of their time. Yeah, And he's like, he's, gotta, in, gotta he's into here. it. He's yeah. got to win. And like, you can see like, he's, he's serious about everything. And yeah. even in the interview, like he's super, like Cameron Diaz is super goofy and stuff like yeah. that. And he's like in it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, there, I think like, he's just one of those people I'm trying to liken him to somebody that I know. And I don't think I know anybody who's like that intense about everything, but like, if he's doing it, He's doing it 110%. Like, there's no, like, Tom Cruise isn't half-ass anything. No, like, he's, he's, he's doing it. Yeah. Yeah, he's locked in. Um, he. I thought this was an interesting uh, point. Tom Cruise wanted um, his character's deaths to be terrifying as well as humorous. And there were a few that it was kind of like, you kind of chuckle a little bit. Because you know it's not, you know it's resetting him, so yeah. it's I not, there, like, I, th- scary. I, th- I thought
1: there were several deaths that were comical. Yeah. Like, more of his deaths are comical than, like, emotional. The first but couple
0: are terrifying because they there, want you to set up the premise, there was you know? One,
1: there was, I think there was definitely one time where I got jump scared, and I think I even audibly said, like, that one, <laughs> that one got me. That
0: one got me. That one got
1: me. Because there was, like, one time i like, didn't see that coming. But then, like, I would say 75% of his deaths like would make you chuckle. Yeah, because they're like
0: one of my favorite ones was he tries to roll underneath yes. the car and it hits him, <laughs> <laughs> like, but they don't show it. You just like see the truck and then everybody go. Ew.
1: The guy goes, "What was he thinking?" Yeah,
0: <laughs> I know it's great. Like there is a couple like that, and then it, the funny some of the funny ones too are like Emily Blunt's character like just has to shoot him to well, reset.
1: She, yeah, she like anytime like things start going wrong. Instead of like waiting for them to like totally unravel. She's like, Let's just, I'm bored. Let's just start this <laughs> over. Start it over. Just, it there's him. one time where he's like, I think I'm fine. She's like, "No, nah, I think your legs broken. And she just kills. Him.
0: <laughs> I know. He's like, he's like scooting across the floor. I think, I think I'm fine. fine. No, nope. no. I think he's like, bam. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. So like this speaks to his, like his, uh, intensity, but, um, Tom Cruise didn't want the exosuits to be CGI. So it would be more real to the audience. But You can tell when they're moving in them. Yeah, they're there heavy.
1: are times where you're like you're that thing looks cumbersome. Like it does not look like an <laughs> yeah. enhancement. Like so it feels it, like
0: the, maybe the reason you can't get off the beach is because you physically cannot. Yeah, now get that you s- now beach. that you
1: say it, like there were times where I'm like, man, the way they're moving and stuff, like yeah. it did feel. But I,
0: but it was real. Like it's they were because wearing it
1: really heavy, were Yeah,
0: could you imagine? Down. It was awful. I'm sure they have. Tom Cruise is just gonna be. I'm surprised he's in his 50s. If Is he 60 yet? He's coming up on sixty, which
1: is crazy because he's in such good shape. What? Yeah, like I mean, what? I mean, there he's was a lot of money. Which there will, was a movie that came out like 10, 15 years ago where he was a bad cop killer kind collateral. of collateral. Yeah, and so he was good. like old and gray in that, and that he was like fifteen years ago. Now you are like, How and on I don't the think they aged him. I think they just let him be himself, and then yeah. somehow de- magic, the movie Scientology magic. pulled him back. Yeah, he's, he's got some
0: special serum they're giving him for real. Um. But he, uh, I'm like, he, he's got some, I can't imagine, he's going to be crippled in like 10 years from all the stuff that he's done. It's insanity.
1: Well, he got in that Cameron, him in that Cameron Diaz movie, he got injured. I believe.
0: Yep. He gets injured in everything. But like, think about what is the physical impact of wearing 85 pounds for five months, like five days a week? Like that can't be good for your body.
1: No, he's got long-term joint damage, I'm sure from all
0: well, like, they have two Mission Impossibles left. So they're doing seven and eight. And I think they've basically said like, this is going to wrap the series, which is kind of crazy that I'm like, it's eight's a lot. But they're filming them back to back because I think they're like, he's not going to be able to do this in three years. Like, we got to film them both now. Yeah. Because otherwise, we're not going to get, like, the, the mileage out of him. um, And now it's been delayed because of the pandemic. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we're never going to get these movies.
1: <laughs> like, Listen, if Han Solo can come back and do oh, it you're accurate that is harrison for mission like, impossible is it can still happen could yeah. you
0: imagine like tom cruise like 90 years old dangling from like a helicopter or something he would do it too of all the people um but because he wanted the exosuits to be real he actually showed up two months early to research and help develop the suit so i'm telling you he does everything like yeah that's crazy I that's
1: know. yeah that's like i like i feel like that would be almost like annoying be like like dude we, tom we tom, got like, this yeah like <laughs> You're not engineers. a scientist.
0: Yeah, like we got this. Yeah. Tom, what are you lending to the conversation? I want to have like, a lot
1: of say on the joints and the exosuits, okay? Like
0: I, I think they should be black.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, um, this is an interesting fact. And I was like, I didn't even plan this, but the film takes place in 2020. And I had no idea. They don't ever really mention that. I think it's in the news reels at the beginning. I wasn't paying attention. Um
1: So when the film we just watch was supposed to have happened in 2020
0: yes and maybe
1: it's only it's, august it's fairly accurate so far what i've seen Do you if that, the that, aliens that explosion are, that happened yesterday oh my gosh that was terrifying it could have been um i absolutely love apocalyptic movies that take place in the past
0: in the past
1: yes we'll move like Like, it's like we've were, come out of this like they, I'm saying that they were filmed long enough ago that oh. they mispredicted the, the future oh, yeah, yeah, yeah cause like there's so many movies you go 80s movies you go back and it's like in the year 1997 and you're like yeah <laughs> You couldn't have been more wrong.
0: Like, also, like, why don't you pick, like, 2030? Like, why are you picking yeah. 10 years from now when, like, this is clearly going to age? Well,
1: you're Back to the Future.
0: That's true. It's so true. Yeah. But I thought that was an interesting... They wanted it to be in the near future so that it was believable, but not, like... But that, that's, it came out in 2014. So, in six years, this movie has aged.
1: And they thought we would all be flying around in exosuits.
0: Listen, if... if the masks is one step in that direction. Yeah. I'm just saying... Um, let's see here. Um, so speaking of Brad Pitt and Benicio del Toro, the Hispanic Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt was actually originally considered for the main role of this movie. Yes. Before it went to Tom Cruise. And I can't see Brad Pitt in this role. I mean, he'd be okay. He does. He actually does humor really well. And I feel like he's done it more in the last few years than like you saw once upon a time in Hollywood, right?
1: Nope. What? I'm a big Brad Pitt fan, but he does, uh, outside of Mr. and Mrs. Smith, he's so good at He hasn't done a lot of action, though.
0: Okay, but in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, he literally plays a stuntman.
1: I haven't seen that one. Okay. I can't comment on it.
0: Movie time, we need a double feature: Mad Max Fury Road, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Let's make it happen because I'm forcing you to watch Tom Cruise movies, so you should force me to watch Mad Max Fury Road, which is your favorite, one of your favorites. Yeah. And when
1: I still, com- and when I it still comes haven't of, seen it. When it comes to like pure action movies, yeah, it's up, it's like top three. Okay, see, movie, and I
0: yeah. still haven't seen it, so we got to rectify that. Um, this was, this is a really big deal. So this was Tom Cruise's first movie outside of the Mission Impossible f- film franchise to gross over a hundred million domestically since War of the Worlds. Now, the reason that that's important is that War of the Worlds came out in 2005, which was, I actually remember, it came out the fall of my freshman year of college, and I only remember that because I drove to Lexington to see it with a bunch of people from Calvary, and then I had to drive back to Eastern, and I was totally freaked out, like, the whole time I was driving back that there was going to be an alien invasion. I was like, this is too creepy for me. Have you seen that, War of the The movie Worlds? is amazing. It's
1: so good. I, yeah.
0: I'm like, oh, but I don't like. See, I don't uh, like apocalyptic movies. Might they be stress my favorite me out. Tom Cruise movie, really? War of the Worlds? Yeah, man, we should have watched that one. Um,
1: I've never seen it though.
0: I know, but I've only seen that one once. Um, but so, 2005, War of the Worlds comes out. 2006, late 2005, early 2006 is the whole Oprah couch jumping incident, and all of that Scientology, Katie Holmes weirdness. Yes. Um. So his career really tanked after that. So you have to think that was 2005. There were two Mission Impossible movies that came out between 2005 and this movie. So three and four came out in this time frame. And this was kind of the first movie that was like, all right, Tom Cruise, you're allowed back in the fold. Like it was a big deal that one of his movies made over $100 million after all of this Uh like turmoil and career you know, mess that he made. Um I wrote this trivia fact down because I thought you would find it interesting. Um at the beginning of the movie, there is a montage of different newscasters, news footage and public officials trying to deal with an alien invasion. So yes. we, they show us all of this. Um and one of the public officials they show is Hillary Clinton.
1: Yeah, I did see that. I noticed that. I was like, that's Hillary
0: Clinton? It implied that she's she w- the president gonna of the win. United States. That's what
1: I thought. The the way they had her framed up. Yeah. So this movie was, this
0: movie's released 2 years before the 2016 presidential elections and they were already kind of calling that Hillary was going to win. I
1: even thought that. Did I didn't you notice say that? it, but I wanted to be like, I bet they put Hillary in there cuz I bet they thought she would be We we'll call the future. Uh, in the future she would be a super relevant
0: Okay, so here we're we saying, like, theory. so in an alternate universe, did Hillary win the twenty sixteen election, and this is what twenty twenty was going to turn out to be? And how much have we been saved from? Oh my! <laughs> is if that if this was what? the if
1: this was the Hillary reality then we locked out? Like, we
0: were really yeah. locked out. Oh my gosh! Um, let's see. I thought this was interesting. So, Rita Emily Blunt's character in the novel is estimated to be twenty two years old. Emily Blunt was definitely thirty one when yeah, she not- filmed this. Not 22. Yeah. Um, and then I literally was like, she was 31 when she filmed this and she looked like that. What am I doing with my life? Camera, I got to get back in the gym, man. <laughs> I was like, this is, this is ridiculous.
2: Yeah, get
1: back in the kettlebell swings.
0: Oh my gosh. Uh, the kiss between Cage and Rita, which I was, was kind super of predictable. Out of place. Oh, you thought it was predictable? I thought it was kind of out of place because they didn't really like No, no,
1: I didn't. I thought it was like, I mean, it's I not thought like it was surprise. No, but I thought it was out of place. It didn't make sense. But, like, the second, like, the way they yeah. positioned the, the, the actors, really the way the camera yeah. was set up, I was like, they're going to make them kiss. That lady, has, this woman doesn't know Tom Cruise at all. Like, Tom Cruise. They just met. Tom Cruise knows her, but she's yeah. been with this guy for 12 hours. Like You know, so
0: it's interesting. So, that wasn't in the script. It was unscripted. And um, and a total surprise to Tom Cruise and the director. Emily Blunt no, just said no. afterwards. She said, yeah, Emily Blunt said, it just felt right. It felt right, and I did it. And do my question is... No way. Is, they
1: set like, the whole framing... I'm oh, like, they're set up to kiss. Like, the, way they, the way they're looking at each other. Like, okay,
0: so, but here's the thing. She might have kissed him on one take, and then they were like, whoa. And then they were like, wait, I kind of liked that, and then reframed it and did it again. For
1: re- they had to have, because okay. it was the biggest setup. I, I, I almost looked at you and was going to be like, if they kiss, this is ridiculous. I swear like,
0: on all things. Have you seen Rise of Skywalker yet?
1: Yeah, I've seen all the Star Wars now.
2: Okay,
0: so... It's I liken that. I was much more upset about the kiss in Rise of Skywalker than I cared about this one. But when Kylo and Ray kiss, I was like, I f- literally, God. I'm not joking, in the theater, sat up and looked around to see if anybody was reacting like I was. I was like, what? I was so mad. You don't even know who
1: your parents are. You can't be... Yeah. You
0: don't know. <laughs> yeah. Haven't you watched the original trilogy? No, because for me... I don't like when they set it up like their their relationship wasn't romantic no and that's not who she is as a person like she's a warrior she's there to like finish the job like they've set her character up to be all these things and I'm like I don't believe that she would kiss him because she doesn't know him yeah and all this stuff but my whole thing is like so Emily Blunt tells the director and Tom Cruise like I just did it because it felt right like it just felt right so I did it and I'm like are you just Emily Blunt thinking like I got to kiss Tom Cruise. Because how many actresses can be like, I kiss Tom Cruise. And do you think she just sees the opportunity? A lot. Tom Cruise has
1: been in a lot of movies.
0: It's true. <laughs> that is accurate. There probably have been a lot. But I'm like, do you think she just sees the moment? I it bet. and was like, was like ah, I'm just going to do it and see what happens. Like yeah. And then the director was like, I love it. We're keeping it in. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I just loved that little derby effect. Because I was like, you know, you know there's a part of her that was just like,
1: how go am I gonna get yeah, this go back and again? watch the scene. And you're like, this is a total setup for a kissing scene. Oh, 100%. I'm like, yeah.
0: but it doesn't mean it was the final take. So they could have no, reframed yep. it. Exactly. Um, but it was clearly meant to be an emotional moment. Yes. So like, they definitely were setting it up to be like, cause he has cared about her. And like you said, they're setting it up to where like her mission is the mission and his mission changed to like, I got to like defeat this alien boss and keep her alive. Like he's always constantly like, is but, she yeah, alive? In like, the where shot, is
1: she? in the shot though, She definitely kisses him, not he,
0: Oh, 100%. Um, This is also a really interesting fact um, that I noticed this time because I was looking for it because I wrote the trivia fact down. But um, Emily Blunt's voice is used in two other points in the movie. And it's not meant to be her character. They just had her in ADR, like in a sound booth after, and they were like, ah, crap we need this and we don't have anybody else. So there's a radio announcer while they're driving in the minivan. That's her voice. And, um, when he's, when he gets the blood transfusion, yeah. there's that nurse. You never see her mouth move. Cause every time she talks, she's off camera. It's Emily Blunt. When he's voice. asking her questions. It's Emily Blunt's voice. So, and he's asking about Emily Blunt's character. Emily yeah. Blunt is literally responding, <laughs> but she's such a good actress. You don't, pick up on it when I think it's just like your brain is like, not obviously like you're not listening for it. Um, and then one last interesting fact, the house where they rest with the helicopter and stuff is the same house from Looper. So I haven't seen Looper. You haven't seen Looper, but that was an Emily Blunt movie that came out two years before that. It's Ryan Johnson directed it. So he did, um, last Jedi. Um, and Knives Out. Did you ever see Knives Out? It just came out um, in the winter.
1: Um, I think you can stream Knives Out now.
0: You can. It's really good and I yeah. highly recommend it. Do you like a good murder mystery? Yeah. Yeah, you would like it. It's really, really, it's a good movie. It's got Daniel Craig in it. It's got Bond. Actually, the cast is phenomenal. Yeah, it's got
1: but Captain America in it too, right? It
0: does. Yeah. Bond and Captain America. How could you not love it? Um. So, but they use the same exact house. I was like, that's kind of a fun callback. But Looper is also a time-jumping Movie, so I was like, I wonder if they did that on purpose. I'm pretty or sure it was... has Bruce Willis on it. It might. Okay, we're looking it up right now because we gotta know. And I'm already on Emily like IMDb. Um, let's see here, Looper, Looper, Looper. You are right. Look at you! I've been so impressed with your Hollywood knowledge during this uh, this episode of the podcast. You just happen
1: to bring up the few movies where I know people like. <laughs>
0: Um. All right. Well, is there any any other little tidbits you want to say about the movie, or should we just start all over again?
1: Let's, let's just uh, reboot this. Let's just reboot. Let's this. order some tacos and uh,
0: hit play. Uh,
1: hit play. <laughs> <laughs>